Meet me on the softer side. Meet me on the softer side. Softer side of your heart. Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. You can find out about this and all of our other author events at www.skylightbooks.com, where you can also browse our inventory as well as order books online. You can also follow us on Twitter or even be our friend at Facebook.com. If you'd like to talk to a real person, we can be reached at 323-660-1175. And don't forget, Skylight Books depends on listeners like you to help support us. So whether you're in our neighborhood or browsing online, buy a book or two to help ensure that we'll be around for a long, long time. Thanks and enjoy. Um, we're always happy to have Wright go here for their 10th um, their, uh, anniversary anthology. <laughs> lots of love to the readers here today. You know, lots of love to them. Um, we've been hosting them for many years, and it's wonderful hearing these young voices come up. So I want to introduce you to their executive director. We're going to clap really loud for Karen Taylor. Oh, we're so excited to be here. This is like our 11th year here, something like that. It's been like a historic uh, journey. Every year we come here and it's totally different, totally fresh set of faces. There used to be a cat. Still is. We have another cat. A new cat. Oh, isn't that great? I'll have to tell Allison. She was part partly not coming because there wasn't going to be a cat, so that's great. Um, you know, what you're going to hear today is... Uh, is something that it will be a surprise because <laughs> none of us really know which is so wonderful this is all going to be work created by the team writers of right girl and uh, some of it is work that has been submitted for our new new anthology which will be coming out in january so we're in the middle of production right now on, the, on next year's book but um you'll hear a mix of things that are already published in our intensity 10th year anniversary anthology and upcoming new work as well Bright Girl started in 2001. We match women writers with teen girls. We do workshops, we do readings like this in beautiful independent bookstores. We do um, special events from time to time at other locations. You'll see our booth at the Festival of Books if anybody goes there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, a few people, fans of the Festival of Books. Yes? Yeah, a few thousand. I think 50,000 people go to that every year, so um, we're not the only ones. Um, so I want to introduce you to one of our longtime volunteers. She's been with us for many, many years, donates her time every month to help our workshops thrive and our events like this. She's a tremendous writer herself. This is Maya Akiva. Thank you, Karen. Uh, before we start, um, I just want to say that Ryder is trying to take over the world. And the way to do it in 2012 is by social media. So we would like to, uh, everyone to take just a quick second and even though you turned your phone off, turn it on. Check into Facebook, check into Twitter, check into LinkedIn, check into Instagram, check into whatever you need to check in. You mean Let the Instagram? World know. Instagram, sorry. Uh, they, they understood what I was saying. Uh, and uh, let the world know that you're here at Skylight Book 
store and that you are part of a right girl reading. So take a, take a second to do it. We really love you to do it and let all your friends know um, and write something nice about it and um, encourage them to go to rightgirl.org or to um, uh, the Facebook fan page of Right Girl. Thank you. Um, I'll give you a second. All right. So um, um, I thought about what to say about um, Right Girl, and um, there are just so many things that come to mind. Um, and I thought I would use um, uh, the words of somebody much more smarter than me that hater or lover would make an amazing right girl volunteer and her name is Oprah. Oprah started this new thing uh, a few weeks ago which is the thank you campaign. I don't know if you guys heard of it. So instead of telling you about right girl and talking about right girl and telling you how amazing it is, I just wanted to use that opportunity and uh, use Oprah campaign to say, uh, to introduce you to Right Girl and say thank you to Karen Taylor for founding and starting Right Girl. Thank you guys for being here and listening to the girls. Thank you to the girls for your courage to read a personal, personal, personal stuff. Um, thank you uh, to Skylight Book for hosting us just because they want to. Thank you to all the volunteers who are working now. Thank you to uh, whoever invented the light that we can use right now to read. Thank you to the printers who printed all the um, book notes that uh, the girls are going to read from. So just uh, thank you and feel free after the reading to thank the girls for their courage and honesty and openness to read. You are going to experience a teenager sharing a darker secret. You cannot get it anywhere else. I mean, they're going to go home and slam the door in their parents' face. So enjoy the moments and help me introduce our first courageous reader, Laura Hell, uh, who's 16 years old. And the fun fact about her is that if Hemingway were alive and was a 17-year-old boy, she would be in love. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read something in the book Intensity. Uh, I can find it. Can you speak on Okay. Thank you. <laughs> it's called In Just One Day, and I wrote this at, um, one day I woke up, and I was like, ah, oh, it's so loud in my house. So I just kind of like, wrote it. Okay. An alarm clock buzzes. My sister groans from across the room, walls chiseled with our dreams. Footsteps stomp across the hardwood floor. A toilet flushes, a shower pounds, water down a drain. The toaster radiates heat, then spring. A car starts, another shrieks, alarmed. A, a third beep, then zooms. Radios scream, hello, hi, hey, hello, buenos dias, hello. Hugs and kisses, laughing in the distance. La a construction site nearby, pound, pound, pounding of steel. A dog barks, a cat hisses, a baby cries, a mother hushes. Glass falls crash. Overhead, satellites beep. A plane engine roars, 
Trees rustle and talk. Anger leads to yells, then silence in the night. But somewhere, an alarm clock buzzes. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Um, next, we have Kate Johansson, uh, who's 17 years old, and a fun fact about her, which is, uh, I guess, fun, you can say, uh, is that she's always hungry, so hide your food. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm going to be reading a spoken word poem that's not in the book, but I thought I would like to share it. Um, okay. The first time I kissed you, I had no idea how much I was going to miss you. And it happened so fast, there was no way it could be our last. With every aching, breaking bone in my body, I prayed for the day when you would lure me away from this place of wasted space, of mice and men in misery, cold and empty and too dry to survive, no air. No air to breathe, not even a single drop of water to wash away the wounds upon my face. These wounds that cut so deep, not even the doctor could prescribe medication for this kind of sticky situation. My teeth grit at the sound of car brakes, metal rakes, and the deafening sound of heartbreaks, too loud to be heard by wandering ears, of unaware of the emotions floating in the air. Surrounding all the people, all the souls walking, just walking along these streets, making beats with every movement of their feet, hands snapping, clapping, grappling to find the car keys lost at the bottom of the bag, which sags behind the shoulder blades of working women in bright black suits. High heels, it kills them to wear, but they do because they have to, despite the fact that maybe they would rather be sitting at home in front of the TV, savoring that Stouffer's microwave mac and cheese, wearing those fluffy hot pink slippers they never got the chance to wear before, given to them by daughters, mothers, grad school lovers, meant for cozy days that never came to these women who walk in heels in the rain. Thank you. Um, Kate has uh, courageously agreed for me to uh, ask her a few questions. So give her a round of applause for that. Um, and feel free to sh uh, videotape it for Facebook or Twitter and post it. Um, so that was really awesome. <laughs> I mean, that was, uh, I really, really liked it. And I felt, I've been there and I felt that. And I've, uh, so, uh, how, what made you write it? Like, what was the process? Um, it was really, well, it says at the top of the page, free write. So it was really just a total stream of consciousness. There was no editing at all. And I was just trying to find something that had a really nice rhythm to it. And I was like looking out the window and seeing what's going on outside. And just one thing sort of led to another, I guess. <laughs> Are you usually that connected to your emotions? Um, I, I would say so, yeah. You can see. Um, was it part of your work with your mentor? Um, well, I, I was just at home by myself, but um, I did share it with her and we talked about it, so yeah. And how did it feel to share something so like intimate and like 
full of a lot of stuff and memories with, uh, with like strangers. Um, I think it's a good piece to share because it does express those emotions and also it's good to read because it has a fun sound to it, fun rhythm. And how long have you been uh, with Retro? Um, this is actually my fourth year and I still have one more year to go. Wow, and uh, what made you first join White Girl? Um, I joined Right Girl because I saw the booth at the LA Times Book Fair and um, I read up more about it and it seemed really cool so I joined it and I'm so happy that I'm part of it. Did you write before you joined it? Yes, I've been writing ever since I was in first grade and I've never stopped. <laughs> Good. And uh, how did Writer help you with your writing? Um, well, the workshops are fantastic. And just the, the professionals that we get to meet and the different exercises that we get to try out and produce um, like fantastic pieces that wouldn't come out um, any other way. And um, yeah, so the workshops are great and the mentoring program is awesome. Like my mentor Kim is here right now. <laughs> and Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so we meet um, pretty much every week to talk about what's going on in our lives and also with our writing and then we set aside some time to actually do writing and usually it starts with a free write and then it evolves into something more structured and um, it's just great one-on-one -on -one time. Um, last question, do you have any um, specific um, activity or something that you remember from a workshop that was just like mind-blowing to you? Um, well, I guess, well my favorite part of uh, this of this season um, was the songwriting workshop when my song was actually performed and set to music by professional singer-songwriters, so that was really cool. How did it make you feel? It made me feel really happy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, on that note, thank you so much for sharing with us. Let me introduce uh, the woman I inspired to be when I grew up. Uh, our workshop coordinator, yeah, yeah. Uh, even though you're straight, I still don't do that. Uh, our workshop coordinator, Kirsten Giles. Now that I've been outed for being straight. <laughs> so embarrassing. Hi everyone, thank you so much for coming and uh, I'm going to introduce a few of the girls to come up and read and then I might talk a little bit more about the workshops but I think uh, Kate kind of summed it up with talking about the uh, professionals that we bring in and how inspiring it is and how, uh, how much exposure they're getting by working with some folks that are out there, you know, doing the hard work of, of this writing business. Um, one of the things that's a little bit different this year that we're real excited about is that we've had a chance to go to some crazy venues for our workshops and we were just at the LA Times location for our um, journalism workshop. Uh, we just went somewhere else crazy. Thank you. We're at the Grammy Museum for the songwriting workshop. So, uh, and we, am I allowed to say where the next one is? 
we're at MOCA for our scene writing or character monologue and dialogue workshop. So um, on that long list of thank yous, we, we thank all those places that give us, uh, the Museum of Cont Contemporary Art downtown. Um, <laughs> all those Rothko's and paint splatters and things, it's gonna be awesome. Um, so I'm gonna bring up uh, someone to read and it's gonna be, I'm kind of doing it randomly so that they don't have a chance to get nervous. Um, it never works. Uh, Grace Ardolino, and her fast fact is, or her fun fact is, her favorite band is Coldplay. Come on up, Grace. Um, I'm going to be reading an excerpt from the third book in my trilogy. It's in the perspective of a boy named Max, and he's coming home to his family for the first time since he ran away. Kettletown is cold all year, but it is especially chilly in fall. I'm not sure why fall is colder than winter, but I never really minded. I still love fall. Some of the leaves had turned already, but there was still a good amount of green left in the trees. Kettletown is very small, so small that you could drive through it by accident. And I know that my one true nightmare was only a stone's throw away. We drove past the town's gas station in the laundromat with the video games Jack and I used to play at my school. I looked away when I even caught a glimpse of it. You're possessed, Jerry the school bully had said. Don't come back until your normal sideshow. I tried to shake the memory, but couldn't help feel the bruises on my gut, the blood pouring from my split lip and the aching of my black eyes. I closed them, shuddering, and washed, and washed the thoughts away. I wouldn't remember. I wouldn't do that to myself. The car, then the car slowly squeaked to a stop, and I gasped. I can see everything in front of me, everything I left behind. A fresh start and a new world, a lingering grudge when I come home. A pending, a choice is pending. I will lose everything. Did you say that's from a novel? Yeah. What novel? A What's it called? Um, well, it's, a, it's called the Runaways Trilogy, and there's three books. A Better Place, A Safer World, and A Happy Ending. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love how... It's kind of funny how... Um, like the girls come to the readings and we read at the fest. I'm just gonna do this because I wore these dang shoes. Uh, the girls come to the festival of books and, and you know they might have something in the book which is great. They can read that and then they might not have anything and we'll be like, hey, let's scratch something together. And then this one shows up with her novel. So uh, you just never know. Like Karen said, it's always a surprise. So next up, uh, I'm gonna ask uh, Janelle Pineda to come on up. And Janelle fast back. Oh, I have to know. What is the favorite book? Looking for Alaska by John Green. Looking for Alaska. Has anybody read? Yeah. Yes. Is that a good book? So the fast fact is that she hasn't read the last chapter. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, that's actually a pretty good lead-in to my poem. Um, I've written this over the course of two years, line by line. Okay. Sometimes her favorite books consist of works that she has not even read. Her favorite songs are the ones that she has never heard. Perhaps this is why the people that she misses the most are the ones that she has not yet met. The places where she longs to be are the ones that she has never gazed upon. Her soul craves foods that it has never been offered and starves for emotions and experiences that it does not completely understand. She can feel the words on the tip of her tongue aching to reach her lips. They merge into her bloodstream, running through her veins until they race past the finish line of her fingertips, seeping from her pores and telling the stories of her greatest joys and her deepest tragedies, most of which have only been imagined.
peeking through. Um, uh, let's see, I want to just say a couple things about our workshops. Um, we do a workshop just about monthly during the season of Write Girl. Uh, we try to cover as many creative writing genre as we can in a short time. The workshops are an all-day affair. Um, I hope that they're nothing like school. I really do. Uh, we try to keep the uh, blood flowing. We keep the girls moving. We bring in great guests. Um, there's hardly ever any lecture, uh, I don't think. We try. Um, but there's always like stuff to touch and feel, and we write on the walls, and we do crazy stuff, and we throw beanbags around, and who knows what's going <laughs> to happen. Um, but uh, fiction writing, character monologue dialogue, which is what we shorthand call our scene writing workshop, poetry, creative nonfiction, and I'm going to forget some. Fiction and journalism. Oh, and then we always have just the opener, which is like kind of journaling. Just, you know how you get a fresh new journal and you don't want to write in it? It's so clean. Nothing I could write could be as clean and wonderful as this perfect journal. So we kind of wreck a journal for a day at the beginning of the season. So that's a lot of fun, too. Uh, next up on the mic, does that sound like rap? Uh, next up is Edna Cerritos, who loves to play golf. Come on up, Edna. Where is she? Golf, like real golf. <laughs> Do I have your piece? It's there on the mic. Oh, okay. Here we go. And then I'll call it back. Is that it? It's okay. My name is Edna. Um, th this was on 3.11. 11. Um, I was sitting in the kitchen, so here it goes. March 11, 2011, I'm sitting in the kitchen doing my homework with the biggest pain in my spine. I glanced over to the TV news. A massive earthquake in hits Japan. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. My heart breaks and not, not even 20 minutes pass when a, a tsunami hits. I watched two people driving towards the water. They realize what it, it is, and they don't. And they do an immediate U-turn. A lot of homes are destroyed. My heart breaks even more pieces. I feel like li leaving LA and going to help in Japan. But what can a 15-year-old girl do? If I if I could, I would help people evacuate. I start praying for everything to be okay. I pray for survivors. I continue to watch TV. The nuclear plant is having a meltdown. I don't really understand, and I fear there won't, won't be any place for the Japanese people in, to live. What will Mother Nature look like now? Thanks, Edna. Um, on a cheerier note, uh, I'm going to bring up Maribel Diaz, uh, who has a really funny fun fact. I tend to go crazy when I try opening my imagination box, wanting to create something wonderful. Where is she? Oh, she's good. But um, this is actually, um, I'm going to read a piece from my role from a long poem. Um, and I started writing this from my after school 
program and just wanted to feel what I was feeling at that moment, what I was feeling of, with this year. Here we go. I wish for this world to stop being violent, the war, the fight, the hatred. I wish we could all respect ourselves, respect others. I wish someone had the guts to say, this is wrong. I wanted all the guns to vanish so people can feel the love. I wish, I wish, I wish. I wish people could respect the environment, understand how they're hurting, killing, and being mean. I wish hands would reach out in different places and clean. I wish I had a family I could see every day, even my brothers. I wish they could all say they love me all together. Show it to me by spending time with me. Love is something I treasure. If you're not there, I'll always love you. I'll protect you in my hands, like a butterfly with a broken wing. So um, we like to say that it wouldn't be a right girl event unless there was some writing. Uh, I think there's a postcard that's going to come around. Um, I think we thought maybe we'd hand them out before we started, and so, but we never know when we're going to start. <laughs> so some of you already have the, the it's a postcard shape, not a postcard. Uh, and on the back, it has a prompt about finding a title. Now since we're not going to go let you stand up and browse the bookstore right now because I got more great girls to hear from. Uh, Maybe you could just think of a title of a book that you know, or you could probably peer along the aisles here maybe and see one without getting up. Um, but I think the prompt is to find a title and uh, write a five-line poem inspired by the title using all or part of it. Thanks, Maya. Um, I need another list. So whoever's got the next list, bring it on up. And I'm going to bring up Ruby Pineda, whose fun fact is that dog's vision is in black and white. Um, my poem was inspired by my son's story when she was having problems. Would you, would you still have done it knowing the results? Knowing the pain and agony that has come upon? Would you still have said it? Knowing that your words hurt? Knowing that it feels like someone has been throwing some dirt? Would you still have meant it? Knowing that it will tear us apart, why? Hey, Ruby, come back here for a second. Just a quick question. Was that your first time reading? things about being a regular volunteer is being able to see, um, well, someone like that who came up and kind of nailed it, um, but also seeing some of the girls that start a little rusty and then work their way into, you know, shabam on the mic. So, and we have our big event coming up in June. We uh, have, a, it's like sort of a culmination of the season. We do it at the Director's Guild, the Writer's Guild, <laughs> and, uh, and all the girls get to get up on stage and uh, read a little piece of work. So, um, I have Valerie Iwamoto coming up onto the mic, and her fun fact is that she loves to write poetry. Do you have a poem to read? Um, I wrote this poem after reading Night by Elie Wiesel and his experience going through the Holocaust. Um, it's called How to Lose Hope. As the bright light burns, a beautiful melody plays of unspoken truth. 
The screeching pain of an inquisitive lie cannot be ignored, for the beauty is too much to bear. The shivers of our fears cause a flame to flicker. We flinch as the symphony is disturbed. A mistake is to be feared. The resistance is to be feared. The risk is lovely, though, we, though inside we are too ugly. We have been ripped apart, shattered and burned. I am sorry, my friend. It moved me to tears, but for those people, not enough. Don't blame them. Inconsiderate vultures made us blind. The wick has burned out and we have seized you of your happiness. The sound is fading. Slowly the ring in my ear becomes softer and the silhouette of my hope is dying. The sound has stopped, yet I long for the melody to be played once again. I just found a, a, a girl in the aisles and uh, I'm, I'm gonna find her piece for her. Uh, yes, 232. Uh, Rachel Burdorf, you have to come up and tell us your own fun fact while I, while I find your page. What's your fun fact? It's something they, sh they should know about you. Appearances are important. Really? <laughs> Among others. Here you are, two dimensions. As I stare out of my faded wall, I see everything. People bundled against the cold, cars, birds, clouds, sorrows, the occasional stray dog interspersed with brief snatches of conversation on the wind, all coming and going. One person sits cross-legged in the cracked sidewalk, seemingly oblivious to the morning chill. She does not come or go. Instead, she hugs her jacket as the wind whips the small strands of hair that escape her hood. Small pieces of trash cartwheel by, a plastic bag and a granola bar wrapper but she doesn't notice. My frozen, painted eyes meet her blinking, squinting ones, and I wonder what's going through her mind. I sit in the worn sidewalk, hunched to conserve the heat, grasping my jacket with chilled fingers. As the cold seeps up through the ground, its fingers brush my legs, and I stare at the mural on the wall in front of me. The woman's two-story face stares out at me bitterly, her shoulders set, her head held high, a question in her painted eyes. As the wind tosses my hair and stings my eyes, I stare back and I wonder, what's going through her mind? So I wonder when I said that if all the other teen girls scurried out onto the sidewalk, because um, I couldn't find any more. <laughs> um, but I do have some return visitors to the, to the stage, as it were. Um, I'm gonna ask uh, Laura Lujan to come back up here. Uh, she's going to read a second piece for us. Uh, I'm excited to find out what it is. This piece I wrote at a right girl workshop and it just kind of, it was the fiction one. So it's an excerpt, so okay. She walked along in the darkness. The trees yelled for her to go back in their quiet, unheard voices. She ignored them and walked towards the turned over car. The windows smashed into millions of sharp thorns. Blood dripped out from the glassless window frame. A puddle formed. A dead raccoon warned her to run back into her own car and drive away from the pit at the side of the road. Curiosity is an odd thing. 
Flowers that perhaps once flared with beauty were broken and scattered around, dead or dying. Chills went down her spine. Her heart was traveling light. But she ventured further. Fear is addicting. Fear consuming. see if I can find some uh, poems inspired by titles. Anyone want to wave one in the air and Maya will grab it? Just totally anonymous. Nobody will look. Ah, there's one. Any others? Sorry, shuffle it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no idea who wrote these. I'll do one, but Maya, come up and you do the other one. Okay. So, uh, okay, so this title is how, I think it says how dirty girls get clean. How dirty girls get clean, we don't scrub, we scream, we don't hide, we paint our voices with red, with anger, with vitriolic praise for fellow dirty girls. No soap required. <laughs> Everybody has a poem in Hebrew, it'll be easier for me to read. Um, all right, the title was Black Elk Speaks um, of life on the land, life gone past, and life beyond. He feels and sees and knows of this Black Elk Speaks. Thanks for having me. Because it's really not the Kirsten show. Okay. <laughs> My last reader of the day, I think. I have to say I think, just in case. It's not. Um, but I have Grace Artelino coming back up to read us again. And I don't know. Is it from the book? Yes. Awesome. More from the novel. We're going to have you guys sold before the day's done. <laughs> Um, this is the, from the same perspective of the boy Max, and he's running to the motel where his pregnant girlfriend Sarah is in labor. Now he's determined to save her. I pump my legs down the street, the cold nipping at my skin, and the rigid pavement burning my feet. This all felt so unreal. I could not stop believing in my second chance, though. I had many roads to choose from, but no matter how bumpy that road may be, I always chose the one that led to my mystery girl. I could have chosen Anna's route, but that would never lead me to the happiness I so strongly desired. The street lamps and the glow of the iridescent full moon were the only light available showed me the way. Even though it was May, it was still cold at night. It didn't matter what month it was, it was always freezing in the town. All the houses were dark at this hour, not a single lit window. The whole town was asleep and I wasn't. That sounded like me. My legs went numb and I feared my miracle would not come. The city glow was becoming brighter and brighter. It ha I had to be close. My heart thudded in my chest. And then I saw it. Right there in the distance was a giant motel five sign with a sunset on. There was the miracle I was looking for. Okay, so remember I said I wasn't sure? I'm, I, I was right uh, about not being sure. I have two more girls and, and then we'll We'll wrap up. But uh, I think 
Are you guys related? No, they have the same last name. Uh, Janelle Pineda is coming on up. Um, I wrote this at 3 in the morning, and I don't edit my poetry, so. You have heeded to the tears that fall from my face. He watched as I fell to pieces, but she would never describe me as anything other than whole. Some delight in the company of my laughter, others sympathize with my unequivocal misery. She has listened to my whispers, but he will never forget the way I yell. Dearest spectator of my accomplishments, I divulge to you a simple secret. My life is more than a golden trophy or a 4.0 GPA, I hope. Dearest bystander, I promise that I am more than flaws, more than failed attempts and blatant vulnerability to the human condition. In the end, I must ask if we are anything more than a moment in time in another's reality, a moment of weakness or a moment of strength, both mere moments nonetheless. Awesome. And our last reader for the day before we bring Karen back up is Ruby Pineda, not related to Janelle Pineda. Come on up, Ruby. Second time reading to an audience. Give her another hand. When I'm down, I'm upset, and there's nothing else to do. I just need a shelter name, because the thought of you gets me through. I look up at the sky, and the clouds make your name. I look at the girls trying to find someone to blame. I feel the pain again and again, and I yell real loud, because the thought of you gets me through. I just need to think about when you wink, when you smile, when you talk, and when you stay for a while, because the thought of you gets me through. Okay, oh, Karen, why don't you come back up here? <laughs> so um, this is always such a, a thrill to be here at Skylight. For many of our girls, it's the first time they've been reading. And um, it's, it's a really interesting time of year because we've been doing workshops and mentoring for months. And for me and some of our staff, we're in this feverish pace of the race to the finish of this season. So today, um, I took a few minutes and went through the stacks of books and I was trying to do that postcard activity that you all got, so I came up with a mashup, and it, the title goes something like, it's useful to have an angry Buddhist. <laughs> and then the subtitle was, a journey through a sensual vegan cookbook. <laughs> so um, it uplifted me and reminded me of all that is great about Right Girl, which is that no matter what your mood is, no matter what state of writing you're at, no matter whether you're a 70-year-old woman or a 13-year-old girl, there's a place for you at Right Girl to be inspired, to be uplifted, to lift you from the mood or the place you're in and take you to another one. Sometimes it's a more angry place. <laughs> but writing helps translate the things you're feeling into real feelings or helps dissipate the ones that are stuck inside of you. And I personally am so grateful for what Right Girl and the community offers me and I'm thrilled to see so many of you here to experience at least one little part of what Right Girl is all about. So thank you very much for coming. Facebook it, tweet it, Instagram it, or itagram it, whatever one is. This is the right one. <laughs> we'll shout out to Maya. <laughs> and we hope to see you maybe June 23rd at the Writers Guild of America Theatre where it will be like this but on a much bigger scale. So thanks to Skylight and thanks for coming.
You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can check out this and all of our other great podcasts at www.skylightbooks.com. Today's music was provided by Fragile Gang. You can check them out at MySpace, Facebook, and the iTunes Music Store. Thanks for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.